Good Sunday morning. My name is Jaden Jefferson and welcome to Community Focus. Now, the last time I chatted with this guest, he was running for a seat on Toledo City Council. Now he's setting his sights on a position in Columbus. Joining me now is local healthcare worker, Daniel Ortiz. Good morning. Good morning. So my first question for you is, you know, what made you want to run for state representative? Well, you know, it's kind of the same thing that made me want to run for Toledo City Council. Um, it's It feels sort of like a continuation of that campaign. Uh, you know, I hadn't really expected to run for state rep or for anything this year, um, but the way that the redistricting process is kind of shaken out, it's still ongoing, obviously, um, and kind of some of the other representatives um, seeking different offices, uh, the opportunity just kind of came up and I just wanted to be ready uh, to run and you know, with the redistricting still ongoing, we still had to file in February. They didn't change those dates. So when I went and got my signatures and filed, I still wasn't totally sure if, if this is, you know, what we were going to be doing this year, but I wanted to be ready. I didn't want a district to be drawn and have no uh, Democrat in there to run for the office. So, you know, I went and got my signatures and, and the more I got kind of back into the flow and back into the process of campaigning again and all that stuff, I was like, yeah, you know what, we're going to go for it. We're going to do it this time. So, you know, and I say that I'm, I'm motivated the same way I was with city council is, you know, like you said, I'm a healthcare worker. Um, there's not a lot of healthcare workers in elected office anywhere, but especially not in Ohio or in the state house. And um, I just want to kind of bring more younger people into the process kind of show them that uh, we can run for office. You know, it's, it's in my opinion, time for a new generation of leaders to step up and, and lead our communities. And I think a good way to do that is to actually be in the room where it happens and, you know, get into elected office. So I'm going for it. Yeah, you mentioned redistricting, which has been a big deal these last few weeks. So what was your reaction watching map drawers in Columbus fuss over these new maps? Um, it's really, really disappointing because you know, activists uh, a few years ago when they got the constitutional amendment to change our redistricting process and create this what is supposed to be a bipartisan uh, redistricting commission, you know, that was a Herculean effort across the state. The, the amount of work it takes to get an issue like that onto the ballot. And to, I mean, they, they, changed, they changed our constitution. Um, and, and in my opinion, and I think in a lot of people's opinions, the redistricting commission, specifically the Republicans on the redistricting commission, are not following through with kind of what they're mandated to do by the constitution. You know, it shouldn't be that hard. The, the Republicans draw a map, the Democrats draw a map, and they, you know, you're supposed to meet in the middle somewhere. You know, Ohio is a purple state. Um, we vote 54% Republican. And all we're asking for is for fairness, is for our representation to look like that. We're not asking for the Democrats to take control of the state legislature. We're asking, you know, for the state legislature to match voters' preferences. And right now, we have an absolute dominant supermajority of Republicans in the state ledge. And when one party has, uh, you know, rules with an iron fist, they are going to work for the party's special interests and donors and lobbyists and not for the people of Ohio. And I think anyone who has seen your social media feed and the things you've been posting recently knows how passionate you are about that and about our local community. So what are some things you hope to accomplish if elected? Um, if elected, you know, in the inverse of what I just said, I, I wanna be someone who, when you see how I act, you know that I'm listening to the people in our community. You know, I don't think that a politician necessarily needs to be someone who comes in and says, I'm gonna fix everything. I have all these great ideas, you know, 
um, yeah, there's there's things I want to work on, but I also want to hear from people, you know, what my priorities are it might not match the priorities of my district, whatever the district ends up being, you know, but I know it's going to include the old West End and I know what's important here, you know, right now front of mind for everyone in Toledo, and this is the same as it was in the Toledo City Council race is gun violence. And so when everyone here is concerned about gun violence, and then you tune into what's going on in Columbus, and they are making it so you don't have to have any kind of training or anything to to have a concealed carry permit, that's ridiculous. That flies in the face of what matters to to most people. And, you know, I mean, all across the state, um, chiefs of police and people in law enforcement and safety are saying, do not do this, do not pass this law. And they passed it anyways. And that's exactly what I'm talking about when they're just kind of, you know, that law was written by lobbyists. There's floor speeches were written by lobbyists. They say it, it's plain out. I'm not, this is not my conjecture. It's not my conspiracy theory. It's not my bipartisanship talking. They said that. And that just shouldn't be how government works, you know? And I'm not, I'm not like, my wife has her concealed carry permit, right? She went and did the training. She took the eight hours of classes. She knows how to carry a gun and how to handle it. It's basic safety stuff. It doesn't infringe on anyone's constitutional right to make you go take a class just so you know what you're doing. Like, okay, if you're going to carry this gun around, that is your right. We want to make sure that you know how to handle it properly. That's that's for the safety of the person using it. That's for the safety of the people in their household. It's not even necessarily, you know, uh, opponent people proponents of this bill say, well, you know, when you make gun laws, criminals don't follow it. Okay, whatever. I don't, I, first off, I disagree with that, that logic anyways, but this is about the safety of the gun owner and the people in their house. And so it's just, I mean, I can't think of a better example of them not listening to their constituents and, you know, our communities across Ohio when they pass something like this. So, you know, I would, when we, if Democrats get any sort of power back in the state legislature, the first thing we need to do is go on offense against all the horrible things that they're working through right now. It's this so-called constitutional carry bill. Um, I think we have three or four anti-transgender bills in, in going through the state ledge right now. That's ridiculous. That doesn't help anyone. You know, they're creating problems and lawmakers shouldn't create problems. They should listen to communities and find solutions and they're creating problems where they're not. And when they waste their time on uh, attacking teachers, transgender kids, uh, trying to make gun ownership less safe when they're doing this nonsense. Not only are they harming people, but what aren't they working on, right? We still don't have good access to healthcare in Ohio. The minimum wage is too low. You know, they could be working on things that would make a positive difference in people's everyday lives. And while they're, and they're not doing that so that they can play games with this other nonsense, it's ridiculous. If I had the time, I would go into detail into all the disgraceful things happening in Columbus, but we don't have the time on this show. No, so, we uh, don't. We, we need we a don't. whole week. But, you know, you mentioned it, though, that voters in Toledo, they're dealing with gun violence and all these other issues. And then seeing what's happening in Columbus and all of the uh, bills that are being passed, it almost seems as if our priorities aren't being put, you know, on the to the forefront. So what has been your reaction to that? And what feedback have you gotten from voters, uh, especially after the election last year? When you talk to most people, and you don't even have to, like, figure out their partisan lean I mean, most people, we all kind of want the same thing. So right now in Toledo, they care about gun violence. They care about their communities being invested in, and that's like just taking care of the neighborhoods and things like that. And, you know, that's something that was a really big central focus of my Toledo City Council campaign. And I think there are still ways to do that from the state uh, legislature. 
you know, I think that the state can provide funds for um, cities to, you know, kind of revitalize like neighborhood associations and things like that. And I think that there are a lot of people who are, at least in Toledo, people that I talk to, who I think would be ready to take that mantle if you provided them some of that like infrastructure to say, okay, organize your neighbors, take your neighbors and figure out what, what your neighborhood needs. And then, you know, we provide that direct line to the city government, to the state government, whatever, to get them the resources they need to take care of the things. Again, it's not a politician coming in saying, here's what I think you need. It's just knowing that they have the, uh, the access and the lines of communication to let us know, you know, how can we fix it? Every neighborhood's different. Everyone's priorities are different. Um, you can make kind of these sweeping generalizations, but at the end of the day, the only way to really know like how to fix a community is to live in it and to be there. And every neighborhood has people that are passionate. And, you know, when I, when I'm running, that's like, I want to let those people know that, Hey, like you should run too, because a lot of people don't think politics are for them. Right. And, and that could be because they don't think they match like the kind of person that can be in politics or they don't have the background, or maybe they think that politics is nasty, it's corrupt, you know, and, and they don't want to be involved in that. And I think that second part is intentional. I think people, you know, when you have people stand up in our state legislature and do nonsense, when they have the lady uh, last year sticking the coins to her forehead and stuff like that because the vaccine made her magnetized or whatever, you know, when you have that, I think there are a lot of good people who see that and are like, I don't want any part of that. And I think that's the exact wrong message. I see that and I'm like, oh, oh God, I need to, <laughs> we need more good people in there, you know? So I, I want to get in and it's, you know, it's not really about me. It's about like, hey, if I can do it, then you can do it. Then anyone can do it. You know, there's nothing special about me. I'm a pharmacy technician. You know, I'm just a guy. <laughs> and uh, and I, I think that I hope that we can just get more of these kind of community leader type people to say, you know what, why not you? You're always telling the politicians what you need. You stay in tune. You're you're going around. You're going to the events and things like that. I think I think you should run. I think you should get in there because who would know better than someone who's been able to like organize their their neighborhood, you know? Who knows? I mean, we're dealing with a lot of things right now. So it would be interesting to see more people who are in tune with what's happening actually making the decisions. So that would be yeah. interesting to see how that could change our current circumstances here in Ohio. So of course, you know, we talked about the issues that we're dealing with right now, but what do you want voters to know about you? Um, about me, uh, you know, I, I've worked in the healthcare industry for the last, I mean, my, my whole adult life, basically. I was 18, I got a job at Rite Aid. Uh, I was a cashier, they promoted me to pharmacy tech, and then I've stayed in pharmacy ever since. Um, and, you know, what you need to know about me is I'm, I'm passionate about getting more people involved in politics. That is my goal. My goal is not just to get myself elected, but it's to get more people to say, you know, I can do that. Because this, this process is, is hard to break into. You know, they don't make it easy for just someone off the street. Yes, it's all public. Everyone can pull petitions. But how many people even know that you have to pull petitions to get on the ballot? And I don't say that to make fun of anyone because I didn't know last year. You know, I didn't know until I had to, I, I talked to someone and I was like, so how do you get on the ballot? <laughs> you know, I, I feel like if you pulled everyone in, in the state, you know, a lot of people wouldn't know that that's how you do it. So I, I want to be an open resource. So if you're watching this, um, Maybe you're not going to be in my district. Maybe you're not going to vote for me, whatever. What I want you to know is uh, my DMs are always open on Instagram and on Twitter. You send me a message and I will help point you in the right direction. You know, 
Um, this last couple months, I was in uh, Lead Ohio's Candidate Academy. Uh, Lead Ohio is a really awesome organization that kind of trains progressives on how to run for office or how to work for political campaigns and things like that. And I see myself one day, hopefully, being involved with an organization like that, maybe specific to Toledo, because um, I'm passionate about getting people in politics, but I'm really passionate about Toledo. I've lived in the area my whole life, and I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon now. Um, I live in the old West End. We bought a house last year. Like, we're here. You know, this is, I love Toledo. Toledo's home forever. And I would like to just be someone in Toledo that can say, okay, you want to run for your city council district, or you want to run for, you know, whatever, school board. We need people at all these positions. Um, and I, I would like to just kind of be an open book, a resource for people. I'll help you. Here's, let me point you in the right direction. Here's how we're going to pull petitions. Here's how you get on the ballot. Here's all the, the many, many mistakes I made the first and second time I ran for office. Here's what not to do. You know, um, that's, that's kind of where I see myself heading, uh, whether I get elected or not. And this, folks, is what community focus is about, the, the betterment of our community through getting involved. So Daniel Ortiz, you're running for state representative. Thank you so much for joining me on this Sunday. Jaden, thank you so much for having me again. It's good to talk to you. And I just want to tell folks, um, you know, if you head to my website, OrtizForToledo.com, there's information on, there's a link to donate, which obviously we need. And there's a link to sign up to volunteer. Um, last year was my first year ever knocking doors. The first door I knocked was for myself as a candidate, which is a little backwards, but um, I love knocking doors. So I would be happy to, uh, if you've never done that before, train you on that and we'll get out there and, and talk to folks. And, and we're going to learn because I can say what my issues are but then you knock on someone's door and they start talking to you about something that you've never considered. I love that so much. And, and let's, uh, let's get out, let's talk to our neighbors and let's go do this thing. So thanks again, Jane. Of course, thank you. You have a great day. You too, buddy.